Welcome to Prison Radio mini-episodes. Prison Radio is an independent multimedia production studio producing content for radio, television, films, and now podcasts. For 30 years, we've aimed to include the voices of incarcerated people in the public debate. This mini-episode will feature commentaries about COVID-19 from mid to late April 2020. The first is by Mumia Abu-Jamal, and it was recorded April 15th. The second is by Dennis Solo McKeithen, recorded April 22nd. The third is by Shakan Natambu, recorded April 22nd. The fourth is Ivan Kilgore, recorded April 26th by Vice. Ivan Kilgore is one of our correspondents. This particular piece is just from an interview with him from Vice. Check our website for correspondence addresses and for more information if you would like to write them. Thank you for listening. You heard that I was hospitalized. It is not true. Um... In fact, I haven't been up medical for about a month. Uh, oh wow! Which is rare for me because I usually I usually go up three times a week to take a bath. But because of this uh, coronavirus and the emergency situation, uh, you know, the only place I've been is to the library, to the yard, every three days. And on the block right here, but I have not been hospitalized. I don't know where that report comes from. It is not true. Yes, so I am. I'm okay. All right. Yes. I thank you guys for caring about me and uh, checking on me. Uh, but I, I am well. Uh, we, 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 I need is freedom. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's what yes. we put informal yes. mayor. You know, we told you, John Astor got your back, and anything we hear, we jumping on it. We're going to let these people know that we got your back, and we're watching it, even if it's false, so that they know not to step out of line. So happy to hear that you are okay. We love you. We love you, yes. I know. (laughs) Well, it's good to be heard. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all. Thank you. Thank all of y'all, you know, for touching base for me and uh, and caring, for real. That's, that's right. That means more to me than you know. Yes, that's sir. right. Oh, yes, we sir. know. Oh, we know. You know, Mumia. We uh, know. We got you back. That's right. Cause, well, I just heard tonight, uh, about a half hour ago, that a brother named Sutton was down Phoenix, and he was fighting for 30 years, right? to get out of prison based on his innocence. He just died of coronavirus. Oh, no. And he never made it, never made it home. Um, That's true. The state system, as I said in a recent commentary, uh, everybody's locked down. And you get 23 hours in the cell. And then that last 24th hour, 45 minutes, out of the cell. You can do, you can take a shower, you can uh, you can get a bucket and swab your decks and mop your cell, but you can call people on the phone and you can plug up your tablet and to the kiosk. Uh, but you can, you're not leaving the block. And they only started yard about a week ago. And that's one, like, 45-minute period every three days. I mean, it's insane, right? So everybody in the state is locked down, just like everybody in the United States is locked down. Mm-hmm. We are really in prison nation now. That's right. People are incarcerated, and the, you know the bars 
or the fear of, you know, getting ill and getting sick and dying. That's right. Go to the bar. That's right. So, you know, people got to be careful. Uh, it's real. And people need to be very, very careful and, you know, take care of themselves. And, you know, and I think really what they need to do is appreciate the people that love them in their families because you're spending all day, you know, for weeks and months now with your family. you got to make the best of that because, you know, your family are your people. So, you know, it might be a pain in the ass, but make the best of it. All right? Yes, sir. That's the situation. Dennis McKeithen, a prisoner at SCI Phoenix. Due to the coronavirus, my pod is locked down 24 hours a day. Most of the prison blocks come out four cells at a time for 40 minutes to shower, make phone calls, and use kiosks. Once several prisoners on my pod, EA, came up positive and one on another died, my pod was put on extreme lockdown. It has been 10 days since we had showers or used the kiosk or had cleaning materials. Today they start letting one cell out at a time for a shower. They are bringing the phone to our cell for one 15-minute call every other day. I put a request to have the guard plug in my tablet today. At my age, there's a lot of stress with this virus because I have to rely on others being responsible. So far, they tell us that there are 16 positive and one inmate death from the virus. All are older prisoners. I told Noel early on that this pod was not allowing or even putting out the hand sanitizer and took the bleach that was being used to clean the pod. That two particular guards were threatening misconduct if you wore protective latex gloves. 90% of them give them to you. Even after inmates and staff were found with the symptoms, we were still being piled in the dining hall. You all using the same phones, unsanitized and stainless steel, stainless steel tables at blockout and et cetera. I personally took my own bottle of disinfectant to clean the phone and wore masks and gloves while many prisoners took it lightly. Every day they come around and take our temperature twice a day. Mine has been 97.6 repeatedly. Most of the older prisoners are very afraid. A lot of younger prisoners thought they were immune, but now realize that is not true. Those like myself who have been fighting a wrongful conviction for years in the hope of not dying in prison fear that this virus will take that chance away too. Other prisoners up for commentation on the May 2020 hearings won't get their public hearing. I am so concerned that when I am giving my mail, I put gloves on. One guard laughed, but this is real. I run a committee in the senior citizen organization here called the Great Panthers, and my committee was in the middle of compiling short stories from various prisons that a book we titled Aging in Prison. The main point I notice is that no one wants to die in prison. I've been in here 38 years for a robbery that not only did I not commit, but was void of any physical violence. And I have a strong case in court now 
with Noel and Colin and Brett. I don't want to die from this virus. The most important thing is that we need some kind of access to get legal work done, and we need better access to communicate with the outside, such as some kind of use of the kiosk. You know, and the other thing is that older prisoners, you know, are very sick and they will die here if uh, something don't happen to change the way that they're dealing with this. Dennis McKeithen, calling from SCI Phoenix. Shaka Natambu in San Quentin Prison, uh, death row. Prisoners concerned of COVID-19. How would it reach the population? Not if, but when it was spread through the cell blocks. Having seen how the flu virus hit us, 19 is a whole different monster. How do you fight the unknown? 15 in prison. Yeah, right. Wearing masks, washing hands, cleaning daily. And it doesn't seem like that's enough to slow down this piece of a virus. An airborne virus in these cell blocks, ventilation is not perfect. When they pepper spray someone close by or down in the way, pepper spray get all of us, even with fans on high blowing out. Thursday the 16th, they gave us a hand sanitizer, handed out masks on the 20th, Alarms went off in my mind each time. Asked itself, who else tested positive? Prisoner or guard was just the beginning. How would they react? No phones, no showers, no canteen, no yard, or all of the above. How does people stay safe in unsafe environment? Quarantine. Inmates will try to hide the sickness because quarantine means going to the AC, worst unit in San Quentin, to, to clean the new cells because we know AC guards didn't sanitize it after the last sick prisoners moved out. By keeping quiet, will only help virus spread, will hit all of us, some harder than others. I never thought I would even think San Quentin was the place to be. This virus is in other prisons. Don't know how bad things are there. Just know that with each passing day, more is known about this COVID-19 and giving us a chance to fight to survive this in San Quentin. Call me crazy, but I find it hard to believe there's no cases in San Quentin. I do believe the officers will work hard to keep a safe environment to work in, self-interest, of course. We have no choice than to deal with this each and every day. In prison or out, we must fight this. Bottom line is, I hope that if, if I get sick, I'm the last one to get sick. There's no empty cells in AC, then they won't be able to move me. And I know that the cell I'm in is clean and I can deal with fighting off this virus in a clean uh, and safe space. 
So this is what social distances look like inside a prison. As you can see on the floor of the day room with the facility that I'm at. And as you can notice, there is a number of inmates freely walking about in the day room. So all it takes is just one person in here to become infected with the coronavirus, and it's a wrap. Everybody's going to be infected. All it takes is for one person to come into this environment that's infected, and boom, you got a crisis on your hands. And my biggest concern is, it's not so much getting it from the prisoners, it's getting it from the correctional staff. Well, I've been informed that they are being screened each day that they walk in. This is not one of those things where you can just simply ask if someone has symptoms and clear them to come into work into a dense populated area. If you started feeling some of the COVID-19 symptoms, how long would it take you to see a doctor? They have a nurse that's visiting the building every day. The problem with that is, I think for most prisoners, they would be afraid to report that because it automatically is going to result in them being isolated in the hole. The commissary don't sell nothing but junk food. You hear me? In terms of disinfecting, as a matter of fact, they have a limitation on the number of soap that you can buy. I think you just answered the question to one of the biggest contradictions. So on paper, it looks good. When you look at what their protocols are for this, they're talking about they're passing out extra soap, that they're doing extra cleaning, that they're passing out uh, disinfectants of this type of and sort. Yeah, that's not the reality in here. This is what's happening right now inside the California Department of Corrections. We're sitting ducks in here. 